the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And look, I rolled and smoked my bracket eons ago, Lundy. Uh, but DraftKings has got a second chance bracket opportunity. Uh, it's only 20 bucks to enter. They're giving away $100,000 in prizes. So I'm going back to the damn well. I need <laughs> of course you a are. second chance opportunity after the disaster that occurred on my bracket. I was pretty much done after day one. And I, I, you know, hoping I'm going to run it back and actually have, I don't know, slightly more success than being the dregs of the keg. I would hope so because we're down to fewer games, right? I mean, you're throwing fewer darts. One of them's got to hit. <laughs> it's probably going to hit the innocent bystander that's standing next to the dartboard and not the actual board itself, more than likely. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, actually, absolutely. Like you at one of those new uh, trendy axe throwing places would dangerous. not be a good idea. Dangerous. Yeah, uh, you're going to lose a limb uh, if you're around Brad Evans. And, and it's like a drinking establishment, too. Right? You're throwing axes and drinking? That just seems like a toxic mix. I don't know. High liability. Uh, Axe-throwing, dart-throwing establishments across the country. Uh, One futures ticket I am firing off on, uh, to get serious for a minute, uh, looking out west, you know, Gonzaga's heavy chalk. And as expected, they should be. Minus 265 right now to represent that region in the Final Four. But of the remaining teams outside the Zags, Creighton, USC, Oregon, I love SC, man, at plus 350. So if you put $100 down, SC somehow upsets Gonzaga because more likely it's going to have to happen. And they represent in the West. Uh, you get 350 bucks in return. I mean, the Trojans and Andy Enfield have been rolling. And they've been pulverizing the competition, not only offensively, but defensively. Over their last six games, 1.175 points per possession score. They're giving up to 0.858 on points per possession during that span. They're shooting close to 57% inside the arc, over 40% outside of it. And because of Evan Mobley, who I think right now, Lundy, has a legitimate shot of going number one overall. He's just so freakish. He's got great handles at seven feet, great uh, court awareness and vision, uh, you know, passing skills. A guy just does a little bit of everything. He can even shoot threes. Um, And he's the primary reason why the Trojans are giving up 37.7% from two-point range here their last handful of games. So, look, if you're looking for a value play, crazy stuff happens in tournament. We got a 15 seed in the Sweet 16 for crying out loud. I think USC a plus 350 is the only value play worth considering out West. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would agree with that in terms of the value play in the West. I mean, you saw what they did to Kansas, and this is not the same KU team that uh, you know we would have probably seen had there been a March Madness last year. This is not quite at the same level the Jayhawks, but that was an absolute embarrassment. Throttling. You did not, you yeah. did not want to be anywhere near uh, my wife uh, <laughs> as that game was taking place on Monday because all of the joy that she and I were able to share, high fiving as Oregon State advanced evaporated went down the <laughs> toilet uh as did the jayhawks performance there on monday so uh what what usc did was an absolute ass whooping uh of ku it was uh you know one of the worst performances that i've ever seen a kansas team play and you got to give so much credit to usc and to mobley yeah they vaporized them uh from start to finish i made a lot of money on that game so thank you and fight on trojans andy enfield now nine and oh ATS and the NCAA tournament. Pretty amazing 
uh, his impeccable stretch just continues to add W's overall. All right, uh, look, if you want to get in on any of that action right now, tied to the NCAA tournament, need to do so at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and they're putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 in any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt. For your shot at winning $100, all it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. So here's what you got to do. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 of the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the dub. That's code FTN to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only. At DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9 with it. On this hump day edition of the podcast, let's get to it with the Fade 5. Number five. All right, let's taste a little sweetness on the tip of the tongue here and get a preview of a couple of games upcoming this weekend. And let's start off with your Beavers, man. Uh, They've been building dams. They've been collecting wins. They've been covering machines here down the stretch. Uh, 11-1 ATS in their last 12 games. Does the streak uh, grind to an abrupt halt against Loyola Chicago that bounced my University of Illinois fighting Illini team and convincingly so from start to finish, leading gate to gate in the round of 32. And I say, sorry, Lundy, yes. Uh, I'm going to go with the fighting sister jeans minus the six and a half here. Uh, The Ramblers... Uh, they just you know place opponents in an Iron Maiden and throw away the damn key. Uh, over their last seven games, 1.206 points per possession scored. That's number 12 in the country during that stretch. 0.858 points per possession allowed. Number five in the nation there. Uh, they really get after it on the defensive glass, number 20 in defensive rebounding percentage. So a lot of one and duns for the opposition. And they're shooting over 45% in their last five games from way downtown. Now, if you can mitigate and limit those Beavers' second chances, because Silva, Alatiche, they've got a ton of offensive rebound to apply pressure because Oregon State really doesn't have a true ball handler. It don't have a true point guard and that has surfaced with the turnover issues. 20.3% of the time they've coughed it up in their last seven games. And if the Ramblers extend that D out to the perimeter where Oregon State has caught fire shooting 40.4% here over the last month, I think Loyal's going to win and it could be by another double figure margin much like it was against my Illini. Fade or follow the Ramblers here, Lundy. Reverse psychology, minus six and a half. Every time you go to a theme park, Brad, the roller coaster is so much fun, but eventually (laughs) that coaster has to come back to the starting point and you got to get off. Unfortunately, I got to follow on this one as well. I will tell you this, though. Um, Maybe I I think double figures is a possibility for Loyola Chicago. I also think that Oregon State can continue to get hot from outside. Um, And, you know, this opened up at seven and a half and now it's at six and a half at six and a half. I'll go with Loyola because I do think that they can win this by close to double figures. 
Oregon State without the point guard. You brought it up when Oklahoma State was doing the full court press over the weekend. You saw what happened when Evan, uh, when Ethan Thompson had to come out of the game yeah. um, because of the fouls. They 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 don't have a true point guard, and the best guy they've got to be able to help break that kind of a press is. Thompson. And so if he gets in foul trouble again, which I think he could get baited into, um, then the Beavers are in trouble. Loyola puts that clamp down defense on. They're shooting really well. Alatiche, great long arms, pulling down rebounds, knowing where to be is great. But beyond that, I just don't think that they can control the boards. And that's where Loyola Chicago, I think, is going to get them. So the fight in sister jeans will roll on. But I'll tell you what, Brad, what a freaking ride for me <laughs> and for Oregon State. My wife even posted a somewhat embarrassing video uh, on Instagram of me jumping up and down celebrating when they beat Oklahoma State. Um, so, I, you know what? I love it. It's been a phenomenal ride, and if they lose to this Loyola Chicago team, I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm just glad he didn't blow another Achilles. That's all well, I got to say. You know, it was close. I'm not going to lie. It was close. <laughs> I was pretty damn excited, dude. I was pretty excited. I could have blown out the other one if we weren't careful. Yeah, no doubt about it. Roll on with the Ramblers. Number four. All right, let's go to game two on Saturday. It's the Arkansas Razorbacks, the must Buzz pulling into the station to take on Oral Roberts and those caca Golden Eagles. Uh, the line is now up to 11.5 at DraftKings Sportsbook, and I'm going to lay the chalk here, uh, Lundy. I-, I think that Cinderella story is going to come to an end. The clock is going to strike midnight for ORU. Look, I think Arkansas... Uh, They just are very undervalued defensively. You know, everybody talks about Moses Moody, J.D. Note, uh, and Justin Smith, who's been in fuego here this entire NCAA tournament. Uh, But Arkansas really gets after it, uh, defending and guarding the basketball. 0.910 points per possession allowed in their last six on the season. Top 15 in the nation at adjusted defensive efficiency. They have forced an opponent turnover over that six-game stretch 21.4% of the time. And they're only giving up 41.7% around the 10. So even close proximity shots not falling through for the opposition. Ace Miss, uh, O'Banner, and Thompson, you know, can really light it up from outside. We know this. Uh. That thrice shooting over 40% from beyond the arc on the season. But, you know, the lack of size, I think, is going to be extremely problematic uh, for this ORU team. Uh, Number 288-plus in offensive rebounding and defensive rebounding percentage. Their defense has tightened up here in this NCAA tournament, and shockingly so, because they were the more generous uh, defensive teams in the country entering the big dance. But the downhill nature of Moses, Moody, and Note uh, to go along with the three-point shooting that Arkansas possesses and Justin Smith, who has 49 points and 19 boards in two NCAA tournament games. Uh, it's just going to be too much for ORU to overcome. So Arkansas, I think they win by 15-plus. Feed or follow. I like this game to be close, like within, call it seven or eight, if you want to call that close. I like it to be close for a little while, but then I think that defensive inefficiency that Oral Roberts has is going to wind up rearing its ugly head uh, for them, and Arkansas is going to be able to pull away. So I think this is a big number, and I think that as you're going through the game, it could be a live line that I'm going to pay Mm, attention to as well, because it could be a game that's kind of tight, and therefore maybe we see this thing creep down, and I want to, you know, maybe I take Arkansas minus 11, because I will follow. Uh, Maybe 
I take a minus 11 here pregame, but I'm going to watch it on the live line because if I see that number creep down, I think this Razorbacks team is one that in the final five, six, seven minutes of the second half could wind up pulling away. So this is one I'm really going to be hitting the refresh button, uh, if you will, <laughs> to keep an eye on what the live line is because I do think that the slipper falls off of Cinderella here for Oral Roberts against a really good Arkansas team. Uh, but 11 is a lot, and that live line may truly live up to the live part of that phrase. Woo-pig Number three. All right, let's go to the NBA working a player prop. And full disclosure, I have been lousy in NBA player props. Uh, for the better part, I think it's like two weeks. The, this cold snap has dragged on for Lundy. So uh, this is a strongly suggested fade uh, because if you fade the noise, uh, chances are you're going to cash some Dolores. Uh, and I'm going to go with the mega stars of the NBA, Luka Doncic. And I'm going to take the under on nine and a half assists against the T-Wolves tonight. We know that Luka is capable of messing around again in triple-double any given night, right? He had one uh, recently just about a week ago. But it, this number is is high. It's hefty. If you look at the trends of Doncic and his recent performance against the T-Wolves, he has gone under this proposed line in 10 of his last 13 games. He faced Minnesota back in mid-February, and in 37 minutes, he had 26, 8, and 5, so only five dimes in that contest. Now, if you look at uh, the matchup on paper, the numerics point you in one direction. Take the over. It's the eighth-best matchup for a damer, according to the FTN Daily advanced dvp tool and you look at uh, minnesota as well number 26 and opponents assist per game uh, that they have allowed and number 26 as well and adjusted offensive efficiency but i, I think the numbers is too high i think he's going to come close to it maybe toe that line seven eight nine dimes but i don't think he's going to reach double figures again under in 10 of his last 13 that to me is very telling and i think people are drunk on recency bias uh, with that triple-double that he logged again just about a week ago. So give me the under. Nine and a half assists. Luka Doncic against the T-Wolves. Fade or follow. Well, you know, the problem is you got a bad history here, Brad. So, you know, <laughs> what am I? Because here's Terrible. the problem. I actually kind of agree with you with this one. But now that you've picked it, now I'm sitting back going, well, wait a minute. Maybe this is the Brad Evans special that I just need to be fading <laughs> the living daylights out of. Uh, you're right. He's only done it, as you said, three times uh, in in the month of March so far. He toes that line a lot. He's had a lot of games where he's logging eight. He's logging nine. He's logging seven. Um, but I think he tucks just underneath this. But I will throw this out there. If you are somebody that wants to fade the living daylights out of Brad on this particular pick, then I suggest you not only take the over on the assists, but you also sprinkle something on Luca to get a triple double. Yeah, because seriously, I, do it. Because I because I think the double double is going to happen. I think he's going to get the points and the rebounds against this T Wolves team. It's the assists line that I'm not convinced he's going to hit. So if you actually do want to fade Brad in this, I would not only fade him, I would also jump on the triple double as well. Because my guess is it's feast or famine tonight for the Mav. Yeah, look, if he feasts and he does score that triple-double, plus 215 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Fade the living daylights out of the noise. Number two. All right, moving on. It is a hockey hope day edition of the pod. And yes, uh, we're going to feature two hockey picks uh, air in the Fade 5. 
I know nothing. Literally, I don't even know what icing is. The extent of my hockey knowledge is trapped in NHL 94 on the Sega Genesis, which I break out from time to time, and I play with the Blackhawks and Jeremy Roenick. Outside of that, I, again, I have little to no knowledge. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to open a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and hope there are not any shrimp, uh, shrimp tails or dental floss uh, in the packaging. So, Lundy, you have the floor, amigo. What do you like tonight on the ice? <laughs> let's do. Uh, let's start off here. It is not often that I jump on the favorite when it comes to the puck line because we know that that puck can bounce in awfully strange ways, and it doesn't matter whether Tim Peel is refereeing or not. Um, <laughs> it, it does make some pretty odd movements there, but right now Buffalo is awful. The Sabres are terrible, and Pittsburgh is taking on Buffalo at home tonight. I am actually going to take Pittsburgh. I am going to give up the uh, puck line of minus one and a half, and because I, I think Pittsburgh is going to absolutely smoke the Sabres tonight. They have played them twice this season. The, pen, the Pens are 2-0 and against Buffalo. They won both of those games by three goals, and uh, get this name. Uh, you want to jump with Sherman in the Wayback Machine. Dustin Tokarski is going to start between the pipes for Buffalo. Brad, the last time he started an NHL game was December of 2015. Wow. So the Sabres are trotting this guy out to put him between the pipes tonight against a Pittsburgh team that's going to be at home. So not only do I like Pittsburgh, but I will take them on the puck line, minus one and a half, the uh, payout on this one, a minus 114. And it wouldn't surprise me if over the course of today, before we get to puck drop, that that uh, juice goes even higher. So everything right now is going the wrong direction for Buffalo. And I'm going to favor Pittsburgh on this one. You had me at Tokarski. That's all I know. I, I like the exotic names, and that's certainly one. So I'm going to follow your selection there. Slay the sports books with the Sabres. Ride the pens. Number one. All right, let's go to number one. Another hockey hope day selection from my captain. Oh, my captain. I'm a main flame there on the ice, Mr. Lundy. I'm going to hang out on the Zamboni and ride. What do you got? I'd like to see you out on the Zamboni sometime. I think that'd be pretty good. I could, although I could honestly see you uh, being at the game, having had a couple of shots of tequila and yeah. falling off the Zamboni yeah. uh, and yeah. uh, uh, breaking some sort of appendage. Uh, I could see that <laughs> happening pretty easily. All right, let's go to the late night. Uh, there's a couple of late night games, by the way, with a 10:30 Eastern time oh, wow. start. So you got plenty of time, even if you are in a sl slightly uh, Wednesday drunken-induced stupor, and you're listening to this podcast let's talk about the winnipeg jets and the vancouver canucks the uh, canucks will be at home for this one uh, right now i'm leaning towards the underdog when it comes to the canucks with thatcher demko expected to be between the pipes now again keep an eye on the starting goaltenders it has not been confirmed that it's demko if it's Braden holtby i'm staying far away from this game uh, but if it's thatcher demko i'm gonna roll with the underdogs here with vancouver this line actually opened at plus 125 it's down to plus 118 as of tape time at DraftKings Sportsbook, but with the way Demko has been playing, he has allowed two goals or fewer in nine of his 11 starts. This guy has come on really strong for Vancouver. Now, the Canucks have a lot of deficiencies, frankly, and both of these teams are very iffy when it comes to their defense, but when I'm looking at a contest like this and I'm looking at who's going to be starting right now, as I said, Demko has looked really good for Vancouver, so I'm going to lean towards the 
the goaltender with this one. And again, we're talking about an underdog. So we got some plus numbers here on the late night hockey. So I like that one. Don't know whether or not I'm confident enough to put it together within a parlay. Probably would play these two picks today individually. But I like the underdogs with the Canucks. Vancouver went on a nice little stretch during the uh, bubble uh, this past season. And is like I said, a little iffy so far this season. But Demko's definitely been a bright spot. And if he's going to be between the pipes, I'll roll with it. All right, I'll cash with the Coop. Why the hell not? Uh, There you go. There you go. Hey, you know what? I I got something to wager on. There's CTI action, which I don't even know who is in that uh, basketball tournament. There was CBI action yesterday. Producer Drew from our Series XM show actually downloaded the Flow Sports app and paid for the month just so we could watch him piss away money on the under in that uh, that battle. I, I don't even know who was playing in that game. It was just the most ridiculous game. Uh, it was Pepperdine uh, and Stetson, I think, is who he was wagering. That's that's bad. That's uh, uh, Drew, that's when you know you've got a problem. Okay, man, uh, you definitely uh, you definitely got a problem. Hey, I got to give a little uh, a little hat tip here to you because you surrendered two picks on the fade five to me today. Yes, I did. I did. I don't know anything about hockey and people have interests. So, you know, I figure I drop the puck and let you, you know, do a slap shot right in the net. So congratulations. Uh, your hockey hump day edition. And maybe we'll work in some more hockey picks even tomorrow as we build up momentum to Sweet 16 Saturday and Sunday in college basketball. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith the Noise podcast. Follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me at Noisy Wavos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And check out FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, and FTNBets.com for all of your fantasy sports and sports betting content needs. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to score 10% off your chosen subscription today and as always until next time feed or follow that is up to you feed the noise